0: Yoo-hoo! coming at you from my car yet again because why the car is a place to be <laughs> just kidding it's because i'm always on the run it seems when i think of oh i really want to say this and where else to put it then in a podcast for you all so i am so happy that you are here what a beautiful day it is i don't know where you are but it's at least sweaty weather over here <laughs> in utah um, but really, everyone complains. I was just with a group of people who were like, oh, it's so hot outside. You can barely stand it for 10 minutes. And although that's true, I almost feel like it's not that bad because I've just been in worse. I'm really grateful for where I'm from. I'm really grateful I don't live in Phoenix anymore, though. <laughs> okay, well, let's get to the point. So I have a really good friend. I, I just turned 27. So let's say whoop whoop for that. And I... I feel like in the 27s, especially in the religious culture that I am in, it's kind of an older age to get married. So I feel like all of my opportunities to attend any friends' weddings or anything like that, like cousins my age or anything, is kind of done. And that phase is over, and there may be some weddings here and there. Um, But I think the next big influx of weddings will be when my friends have children, which is in a long time. Which... I thought about that today, and I thought, oh, I'm so excited to celebrate my my friend's children. What is that like? That must be so neat. And then I think of my mom's friends who showed up for my wedding, and I think, oh, that's so cool. Anyway, so let me get to the point. I have a really sweet friend. We were actually companions on our mission. Um, she <laughs> She came back to the mission after serving in New York for a little bit, waiting for a visa and things. And she came back into the mission 10 days before we had a transfer. So on a mission for the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every six to nine weeks you have transfers where you switch companions or areas or you stay in the same or you don't. So (laughs) we had 10 days. It was me and this girl and we were just, me and Bria. I still talk to Bria to this day. I actually have a message waiting for me to reply to her right now. She is one of the coolest people I know. And I almost feel like the time that I served, served the Lord with her as a messenger of Jesus Christ, I feel like we had so much fun to where I sometimes wondered, are we getting enough done? Because we're having so much fun together. (laughs) And uh, that's that's a great way to serve is just to have fun. But anyway, me and Brio were serving together, and Jen came to us. And Jen was with us for ten days, and that happened to be over Christmas Eve, Christmas, and New Year's. It was if you were to be with anyone getting into the mission and ready to rock and roll, that was a perfect time and with the perfect companionship because we had a ball, and it was a perfect way for Jen to come back and really solidify her being in the Czech Republic and everything. So it was so fun. So I adored Jen from the second I met her. She's very fun. She's my age, and I was a little bit older, serving as a sister missionary. So her being the same age as me kind of makes you feel like, oh, cool, we have some relatability. She is so great. <laughs> Plus, she's she's really easy to tease because she sometimes gives it back, uh, but she's also a really good sport in taking it. And I love teasing her. Anyway. At the end of my time serving a mission for 18 months, my last nine weeks, Jen and I were serving together and we were training a a sister who just came into the mission, meaning we are the ones to show her the ropes and to help her understand how to be a missionary, really teach her some things about the language, and just really dive into the deep end with this sweet sister. And... Like we're her parents in a sense of like, hey, let's guide you. Let's let's have you lead and we'll learn all together. But we're here together and we are we're the best. So me and Jen, I I ended my mission serving with her. And we were also kind of like I forget the name of it, but the head sisters of the mission. So we not only were companions and we had our own investigators who are people who are studying into the church and we also covered two areas at once, which was not really heard of before then, and it was just mad chaos, (laughs) plus Jen was the scariest driver, (laughs) she was the scariest driver in this tiny little car that if it was like two mile an hour wind, we felt it, plus driving, plus being in a foreign country, I'm sure it wasn't easy, but she was the only one out of us that like really needed to go through getting a license, because I was gone in a few weeks, man, I could I could tell you so many stories about sweet Jen, but since we were head sisters over the mission, like helping with the president and with the elders, um, we also would get on phone calls with the other sisters serving throughout the country, because our, our whole mission was the country, because it's pretty small, of the Czech Republic. And um, we would just help them and guide them and make sure they're doing okay. Maybe if they have a question about their investigators, maybe get some numbers together and say like, hey, let's try to hit this goal and stuff like that. So if you think about it, all those things that happen, <laughs> you're thrown into a country that's foreign. You're thrown into a new area. So it's almost like you better link up arms and go forward together or you're just going to (laughs) suffer. And so we linked up arms and we all skipped with joy every time, every step of the way. So I love Jen. Jen has a very special place in my heart. And today is actually Jen's wedding day. (laughs) So I feel so excited to be at a wedding. Chris and I were invited to, instead of having a wedding luncheon day of after their actual ceiling in a temple, they had a day before dinner. It was just a casual barbecue. Come on by, chit chat, meet with family that you haven't seen forever, um, that maybe traveled from out of town. And it was just, it was just so fun. So it was in a canyon. It was really cute. They had just food and hanging out. It was perfect. Oh, and they had a little ice cream truck. <laughs> Who does that? I love it. So what I really want to get to is, you know how there is a phrase that says the, the doctor is the worst patient, the teacher is the worst student? <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying I'm the worst. I also don't know if I'm the worst because this is the first wedding I've actually attended where I have not either been paid to go to or that I have not asked or, you know, I'm, I'm not showing up providing anything. I am showing up saying, hey, I'm a helping hand, and if I see something, I'm definitely going to just jump in because that's me, and I see a need, fill a need, if anyone knows that quote from Robots, that's what it's from, but it's also true, so let me just tell you, being a guest on the end of a wedding that's all put together, so far it has been grand, It has been grand because especially for a wedding, there's so many little details and there's so many little things and people's opinions to consider and it is a big deal, which is why I would always recommend you hire a wedding day coordinator or a wedding planner or anything along the way. That's just a helping hand, a wedding assistant, anything, because it definitely helps because it is just such a big deal. So... It feels so good showing up and being surprised, going, oh, that's cute. They brought in an ice cream truck. And, oh, marvelous catering. I know them. And I was chatting with them. And they said, oh, my gosh, we only see you when you work. And I go, I know. And they go, how do you know the bride? And I was happy to tell them I was just there as a guest. And we were friends. And it's so, so fun. And so what I wanted to do is we are now between that wedding dinner I just went to their actual ceiling in the temple, which for anyone who doesn't know, that is uh, typically in a ceremony, a wedding ceremony that you would hear really anywhere. It's for time um, until death do us part, but in not but because I don't I don't want to discredit that because I think that's very special for a lot of people in the religion that I am in. We believe in eternity, so once our physical body dies, our spirit lives on, and eventually it's reunited with the perfect body, and if you want to learn about that, I'm more than happy to talk to you. I'm not going to do a podcast on gospel, but it is a very fun um, topic to talk about. Now, I just went to their ceiling, so that means they're sealed for time and all eternity, so in the in in the temple it was just so beautiful i kind of chit chat really quietly with some people out of respect to keep the spirit in the room and um man i just teared up a little bit i just it's it's such a neat experience to see someone and to have a gut feeling of wow this is right and i get to witness them choosing each other and this feels so right <laughs> and and once they were coming out of the temple typically After a ceremony in a church or something, you see the couple walk out the front doors and people are lined on either side and they go, woo, and they throw rice. They throw, um, I don't know, they throw things, they blow bubbles, they have whatever. So it seems as if Isaac, her sweet fiancé, well, now husband, ah, uh, he is not very much of a all eyes on me kind of person, (laughs) So they came out of the doors in a different place than the front doors of this temple. And I was like, man, I think uh, I see a need. I'm going to fill it. So while while everyone was in this waiting room where they were supposedly going to come up into the elevator, into the room, rather than like, hey, we're out of the elevator. Woo, we're all standing in a room. I ran downstairs and I said, hey, stay right here until I say so. Um, I'm just going to get everyone you know, ready for you because a lot of people are kind of wandering around, kids are running around, playing in the grass. It's beautiful. If you've ever been to a temple, even if you're not religious, go on the temple grounds. It feels very spiritual. It feels very connecting with earth and beautiful nature. There's amazing landscaping and it's typically pretty peaceful and quiet. So if you ever just need to ponder, doesn't matter if you're religious or not, no one's going to approach you there. I don't really think, Um, but it's a great place to sit and just think. But anyway, um, I ran upstairs and I said, okay, everyone line up on either side. And the photographer helped get that all ready. And they were ready. The photographer was ready. That's probably the main thing that it matters is whether the bride and groom like it or not. I think it's still good to tell the, the photographer of, Hey, they're coming up. And then to get reaction shots. Cause those are some that you really love seeing after the fact. So anyway, I helped coordinate their entrance into the, er, the world of marriage. And it was beautiful And then tonight is the reception. Now, this is where I wonder how am I going to be as a guest. So this is live time. I will come back at you later tonight when I'm on my way home or when I'm home from their reception, which I'm so excited for. It's actually at a venue that I've been wanting to check out anyway. So double whammy. Anyway, here we go. The next time you hear my voice, it'll be after the fact. (laughs) All right. We are post Reception. Now, let me tell you. <laughs> so, my question to myself was, can I be a good guest at a wedding? And I don't know what that necessarily means. I think it means just showing up and not getting up and working or doing anything. However, <laughs> I did. Okay, so here's the tea. So, um, beautiful, a beautiful venue. I've, I've always, I've wanted to go there, like I said, for a while. So I finally went there, and. Uh, <laughs> My sweet husband, Chris, came with me and it was really fun. What's fun is that Jen and I, since we were commission companions, this wedding pulled together some more mission people. So the, our president's wife was there with her daughter and husband who her, her now, let's see, (laughs) her daughter's husband was also an elder on the mission. And then there is the girl, one of the girls who I trained on the mission, like I was with her when her first transfer in the country. And uh, let's see, there was another sister who trained me when I was new to the country and she married an elder from the mission. So anyway, it was like a little mini reunion. So it was really fun to catch up with them. So I feel like that, I felt like I was successfully being a guest at the wedding and truly just enjoying the people that showed up and the, and having side conversations and staying late and just talking on the grass in the front of the venue because we're just chatting and talking about things. Um, <laughs> when we first got there, I, I don't know if people do this unless they have a hired or someone designated to be a day of coordinator and just to check up on things. But I went up to Jen and Isaac and I said, Hey, do you guys need anything? Have you eaten? Do you want me to get you a taco? Do you need water? And I got them water. So I feel like easy. Maybe that was all I was going to do. Hang out with my husband the rest of the night. Talk with people. It was great. And then later we're sitting down. Yada yada. I'm like halfway through my taco plate. And they announce cake cutting in five minutes. And I look over at the cake. And lo and behold, one of the things that is commonly missed And if this is not like, if you don't have someone who you've hired or you've asked to cut the cake specifically, the only thing you thought about your wedding was we need wedding cake. Let's find a vendor. Let's find someone to get a wedding cake. We need a wedding table. We need a linen. That's all you think about. Oh, but no one really thinks about, we need something to cut the cake. We need two forks. We need napkins or a plate and those need to be placed on the table. That's not very common. And if you're listening to this and you're in an area that that's just like bizarre for you to hear that, just know it's a thing. (laughs) So I look over and I'm like, hey, babe, uh, so this is like one of the most common things that's missed. And I told him the reasons why I believe that is so. And he's like, wow. And I go, do you mind if I run around and find a knife? And he's like, go for it. So I rummage through the kitchen. I find Jen's mom and dad. And I'm like, hey, have you seen a cake knife? I go through the bride's room and I kinda of, rummage barely through some bags and I look around and now I'm talking to the caterers who just brought cookies. So think about this. There are there are cookies and napkins. There are plates. I'm sorry, there are cookies and napkins, there are cotton candy machines, and there's tacos. None of those involve any utensils whatsoever. So first of all you're like, oh shoot skis, we don't even have like a plastic knife. So we rummage through the kitchen. Um, We find, (laughs) you know, when you have an ice dispenser in a kitchen, like maybe in a commercial kitchen, you have a scoop to take out the ice. So imagine that scoop, but a quarter of its size. There's like a little baby scoop for ice. I don't know. what, What machine does that belong to? It was way too small. It was like enough to carry five ice cubes, which is enough for a single. But why would that be at a venue? That just seems so dinky. Anyway, we found that and I was like, well, so far we have this. And then I ran to my car and I was like, wait, I have a bin for weddings in my car still. I haven't dropped it off at anyone's house. So I run to my car and I'm like, hold the wedding. And now the photographer is like, oh shoot, we don't have anything. I run to my car, nothing. But I did find some plastic gloves, you know, like that you wear when you cater. So I thought, oh, maybe they put some gloves on and they just grab a piece of the cake with their hand. Um, And then I found a pair of scissors because I'm like, this is probably the closest thing we have to a long knife is these dang scissors. I don't even know where they came from. (laughs) of bright blue handle scissors and then I thought oh or like talking with people we thought what if the taco truck just has a knife and I thought uh you know what that would make more sense so she had a random knife that was in her little dirty sink so I went and rinsed it off real quick it had a neon green handle <laughs> and then I asked her for one of her like a styrofoam plates which doesn't really look good in pictures but nonetheless it's a plate so who cares at that point I guess and then I went and found some napkins, which by the way, I don't even know were on the cookie table <laughs> until I went back there to search out some utensils. So on the cake table now was this green-handled knife, a little ice scoop, and some like a crowd a, a crummy old, just like a taco plate, like which is I'm really grateful that I'm really grateful. First of all, let me say I'm really grateful there were some of these options. Uh, But no one else probably would have seen that because they announced cake cutting. They would have walked over and been like, uh, what do we do? And then scramble. So this is why, like, you see the need and you feel the need. Just run around in the background. I did let the groom know and say, hey, uh, we, I just don't know if there's a cake server. Do you know of anything? And I said, all right, crisis averted. We found something. And he was like, okay, cool. And then they cut it. Um, anyway, (laughs) that was like the only thing I did to actually help that I saw that maybe needed something. (laughs) And then it made me think, maybe I should just keep on hand, whenever I'm invited to a wedding, just bring a cake server and like a nice little, little like china plate, just like neutral colors, a silver, you know, a cake server and cut knife and um, a couple forks. Maybe I should just take that with me and keep it in my car just in case. Because man, does that happen so stinking often. (laughs) Even when I worked at a wedding venue, so often would that happen also often that no one would think to put plate a plate to forks and napkins there because typically you don't usually put that i don't know it's just it's just it's nice to have it there as an option for those who don't want to shove cake in anyone's face which by the way, what is the significance of that I don't even like cake, but let's talk about it for a second. The other day, I was at a wedding. And the DJ was very good about explaining the reason why there's a cake cutting ceremony. And it's to signify that you'll you'll work on things together. And he made it sound real good. But I don't know if that was just DJ magic or if that's real. But um, there's lots of other things you can signify doing together. Like you could plan a wedding together and have a great time and just come what may. And I think that would show the same thing that a cake cutting ceremony would. That's just me. I don't know. Anyway... I was a really good guest at the wedding it was really fun to be there and at some point I was like Chris we kind of decided that he would leave because I just kept running away from him to go talk or hang out or anything else oh and at one point he's so cute and at one point um Jen the bride she finally sat down for tacos and I said hey, can I be your bouncer and just make sure no one talks to you right now? Can I get you anything else? And she's like, no, but come sit down next to me. And it was a really sweet moment just to sit with her and talk. And she said that she's really happy that she's married to Isaac and why, she, what she loves about him the most. So just a really sweet moment. Uh, <laughs> and then they got up and did their first dance and stuff like that. But uh, other than that, it was fun to just go with the flow and see that people were going out to the front and people were already handing out bubbles and they had a bubble send off and it was really cute and just there's just so many cute things that I was just happy and surprised to be there just happy to see it all happen and not have to be the one to run around and say okay now it's that boom okay now it's that are you ready okay go it was just it was very pleasant and then of course uh since there's mission buddies there you just you sit and talk and hang with mission buddies there's i don't feel like there's any kind of friendship like a mission friendship cuz when you go on a mission that we were actually talking about this tonight and this has nothing to do with what this podcast is about but it's on my mind because i was just finishing talking with someone but we were talking with the president's wife and a couple of the missionaries from the mission at that same time and we were saying you know when you are on a mission um you, it's, it's almost like the closest you would get to marriage because you're living in very close quarters with someone. You're spending so much time with them. You are like praying with them and coming closer to God with them, which is something very common in most relationships. Like you find a positive higher power or God or whatever, and you become close in that. And then, um, like you go through the tough things and you have a lot of stress and you solve problems together, side by side, and you figure out, uh, lots of decisions together, hand in hand. And it's just, it's, it is is really the closest you get to marriage. So it's funny that we would just kind of talk about like, oh, since we switch around companions pretty often, did you have companions that were tough? Did you just not get along with anyone? And me and this other sister, <laughs> we are, um, some people like get us mixed up in the past because we kind of look alike and also, we're, we're kind of similar as well. It was just so fun talking with her. But her and I talked for quite a while just about, I don't know, you could just talk about missions forever. So if anyone who's listening to this, this is so random, if anyone who's listening to this has served a mission or knows anyone who is a quote-unquote Mormon or member of the church, talk, talk with them about their mission. And I'm sure there's some people who will just talk about the spiritual side of it, which is great and all but ask for the juicy details. <laughs> ask for how it was to have relationships with companions, how it was to live. Some of these some of these elders or sisters, this was the first time they ever experienced living outside of their home under their parents' roof. And so imagine being a first-time true adult out on your own, maybe in another country, different culture, different language, and now you are facing the world and being a messenger of Jesus Christ, which is something that you probably care a lot about, and, like, man, right? It just sounds like so much. <laughs> anyway, being a guest at a wedding is wonderful as a wedding planner. I was really happy that I could play a tiny role and help out in the little ways I did. I'm really happy that I, I just I looked ahead and I could help. And I don't care if they ever know that I ran around and helped for that or not. I could, I really don't matter. That doesn't matter to me. I feel good knowing that I helped in that little way and that they had a smooth sail. And it just was beautiful. So if anyone out there wants to invite me to their wedding, I will happily show up. But if I do see something, I'll get it taken care of so that you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'm so happy to be back.